Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And we are back. It's another Monday, 2024, Hollow Cult. We're here to help kickstart this week as we usually try to do. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. We are going in on round three of Project Preserve Destiny. And as all of our wrestling buddies like to call it, business is about to pick up. Kyle said this one is going to be... A wild ride. A lot of questions and answers in this one, so... I'm stoked. It'll be interesting, to say the least. But before we can get into that, we got to get through the business. So check us out on all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Uh, yeah, search up the Hollow Sky Podcast. We will be there. Come and join the Hollow Cult. This is our regular show, dropping on Mondays. Tuesdays, we have uh, the audio from our night shift dropping. Wednesdays, you can hang out with us at 8 p.m. Central on YouTube for the night shift. Call in with your experiences. And then Thursday, we have our listener experience uh, show drop. So that's that. Kyle was digging around in his backyard and he found this weird tablet. And uh, the information on it is going to be useful if you have a listener experience that you would like for us to feature on a show. It's definitely useful. You can uh, write your story out. Or record yourself with a smartphone or something like that. Shoot it over to the email, which is going to be holloskypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to, you can call or text the holophone whenever you so please. That's going to be 618 It's the same phone number we use for the night shift to call in and talk to us. So please do that. Get us your stories because we love hearing all the wild stories. There's nothing that makes us happier. So... Having too many of those is not a problem. We just had a banger that we recorded. Yeah. You're not going to want to miss it. I don't know if it'll be out yet. It should be coming out after this. This Thursday. Yes, you're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to listen to it. It's solid. <laughs> it, it's it solid. Is. It is. If you'd like to support the show, plenty of ways to do it. We got a Patreon. Check that out. You know how that works. Uh, for extra content and whatnot. We have uh, the website store. You can go and find some Hollow Sky merch. Rep the Holocult. We have a Venmo if you'd like to throw some pocket change in there to support all of our bad habits. We appreciate you. Word of mouth. Share the show. Share this very show as much as possible. Repost it. Retweet it. Re-Instagram it. Uh, all of those things and any other shows that we put out that you like. Just keep the word going. Uh, throw our name out in the hat anytime people are talking about Paranormal Podcast. Hit it on Reddit. You know the deal. You can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review, and I will find them, and I will read them. Today's five-star rating and review comes to us from our friend Range Rescued, who is dope. Yes. my dad. We got to meet them at the 40 and Airwave show. Yeah, check their stuff out on Instagram. He sells a bunch of cool shit. For sure. Range says, best paranormal podcast. Five stars. Love the podcast. These guys are awesome. Best paranormal podcast ever. Range. My guy. We love you, buddy. For sure. It's awesome. I love to hear. It's cool to hear from people that we've met like in real life. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah, I mean, he hooked me up with a cool, some keychain swag, so I rock that every day, every day, ever since I got it. Yep. So good it's people. much appreciated. Good people. So thanks so much, Range, for taking the time just 
to leave the, that, that kind little message. It uh, definitely perks the spirit a little bit. Well, we are ready to jump in to Project Preserve Destiny. Let's get it. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go and check them out before getting here. You're going to be like, what the fuck is Kyle talking yeah, about? for sure. All right, so we left off with Dan having a candid conversation with Spock and then coming up with a ton of questions that he was trying to ask. Unfortunately for Dan, his time at the, what he, he refers to as the PPD base one came to an end and they put him through a transfer to another base. So he gets to this, this second base and it all kind of takes off the, the same way, right? He, He's waiting on his credentials. He ends up meeting his previous captain, Captain Stanley, and gets introduced to his new captain, which is Captain Gregory. Just like the first base, Captain Gregory showed Dan his workstation and informed him that he will he will be receiving comms relatively soon, which. I note, because that is weird to me, that people higher up are admitting to the logistics of communications with the ETs. They're able to manipulate um, when these comms come through. That is weird. Yeah. And Dan, at this new base, instead of working nights, now he's working days, I think. or maybe, No, maybe he starts off nights and then gets days. But it's it's just weird that like now they're admitting to to more structure than like this candid section of it, which to me would allude to a, a different form of communication. Whether it's almost like the the ICs are this little intuitive experiment, like this little office, because it's clearly. Higher up somewhere, and ETs are hanging out and talking. They got communication going yeah. on. Yeah, and because the way it makes it all unfold is that Dan was part of a of a genetics program designed to talk to to ETs. However, somewhere along the line, there there are people talking to him that aren't genetically modified. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. It's almost like this is the this is the government's way of like almost intergalactically eavesdropping. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Because clearly not everybody can do it. Right. Especially members of unless the upper echelons. Unless the government somehow is uh communicating with them through like tech. Uh, yeah. You know, because they yeah. do mention the first one about how there was going to be tech go down. And for whatever reason, we still need to be in contact with the aliens for some reason. I'm not really sure why. That makes sense. So I don't know. It's definitely, it's it's interesting, though, that they they have logistics on communications. Um, but Dan, you know, he, he gets instructed to take the pills, which came in a in a gray medicine bottle. But this time, as before, he's only to take one. 
I know this because I, I find it interesting that every time Dan, um, he ends up feeling empowered and important with his like new duties. Like, cause he, he was essentially done with PPD one, the base, sorry, the PPD base one and has some debt downtime comes to his second base. And it's like, it's a breath of fresh air for him. Like he's back to feeling important. Like, all right, I'm here to to solve problems. I'm going to talk to some aliens. I'm going to get shit figured out. Like I'm, I am the front of this new scientific venture. Rejuvenated him a little bit. Yeah. And then it goes, as it does in everyone, it goes downhill because Dan has to isolate himself. He can't talk to anybody about this shit. So he, it, it like, it hits him twice as fucking hard because he can, he can't communicate with anybody. And it's, it sucks because at the second base, like he he described the the first base as like this little bitty base that just had like minimal people there. The second base apparently was fucking huge, and it had thousands of people in this base. But it made him feel all the more isolated because they're like at the first one it was like it's like a small town like everybody is kind of like. At least Dan had people to hang out with. He made friends. Whereas this new one, there's so many people. It's like a major city where everybody's doing their thing and they're just going. They're ignoring everybody else, you know. And he's like, I, at this base, I never felt more alone in my entire life. That's depressing. Yeah. Um. The captain also told Dan that this this job of his doesn't rely on many people even his normal job. So there's even more isolation on top of how he's already feeling. So Dan was just to log his comms and continue as usual. Like they, they're almost like kind of putting him off by himself. Like, Hey, you know how to do your shit, go do your shit. We don't need to do have this conversation anymore. Uh, he could only communicate with, which is weird. He could only communicate with Captain Gregory through email. Dan's like, are you going to be on site? Captain Gregory, like, just completely ignored that. Like, didn't even acknowledge it at all. He's like, you may see me around here and there, but email is going to be the best option you have for getting a hold of me. A few days after his meeting with the new captain, he gets his first comm. Dan was really hoping that it would be Spock. But he could tell by the, wrap your brain around this one, ladies and gentlemen, he could tell by the quote-unquote texture of the message that it was somebody different. Once, it, once again, Dan goes into the feeling of communicating intuitively. It's like touching and feeling an exquisite tapestry when compared to normal convert or communication, it's so vibrant than any senses we have as humans. And that's his description of what it feels like to communicate intuitively. Um, being a new gray comes a new nickname, which I kind of admire at this point. 
the first one was, as I said, Spock. The second one he nicknames Bones. After the end of the of the com, Dan tried to switch planes and have the candid conversation with Bones. Well, that didn't happen. Bones just flat out ignored it and didn't play ball. <laughs> uh, like, nah, we ain't doing this right now. Yeah. The next, the next comm went as planned, though. Dan switches right after the normal comm. And oddly enough, like with Spock, Bones asks if this was intentional. Dan's like, yes. Oddly enough, Bone then switches back to normal comms, finishes the sequence. So Dan just like is confused at this point and just like, you know, records his records his data as normal. However, instead of signing off, Bones ends up switching back to the higher plane. Almost like, hey, let us let's let's get this business done first. Then we'll come back and talk. Bones almost seems a little bit reluctant because he asked Dan, what are your intentions of communicating on this plane? Dan's like, okay, uh, well, I found this plane by accident with my other contact. I didn't have much time with him to explore communicating on this plane because I ended, I was moved to another location. I had a lot of questions and thought maybe I could ask you, since I don't have him anymore, would that be okay? Bones replies with, we have no preferences regarding communication on this level. Dan's like, so is that a yes or a no? <laughs> <laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, that's a shit-ass response. <laughs> Uh, Bones is like, you are not clear on the answer because you expect a different one. Once again, Dan's confused. But this time, he's like, all right, I'll match that, and I'll just fucking ignore what you're saying and just start asking questions. He goes, how come I can calm you so informally on this plane but not the other? Bones replies with, there are no specifications on the formality of your communication with us. It is true to the lower plane is a plane used solely for purposes of pre-existing communication subjects. But I have never pursued non-pre-existing comms with you because there has never been a reason to do so. Which is virtually the same answer Spock gave him when he asked Spock that question. It also kind of feels like Bones might be a little bit of an asshole at this point. Giving very, like, like just black and white answer, like, pow, this is it. I don't know. I just feel like I feel a little bit of assholeness coming but from But that was kind of what Bones Spock here. was doing, too, at the beginning. Yeah, a little you bit. Know, not, maybe not being, like, a dickhead about it, but before, he, it's almost like they're testing the water to see how much Dan can do. Because it might Spock be. Spock was very... Was very by the book until he he realized Dan could <clears throat> move to that next plane. Right. And then he's like, all right, so I'm dealing with somebody that can, that can comprehend what I'm going to tell them. So I'll open up a little bit. I'm curious to see if that happens with bones over here. It's it's bones does seem to lighten up later on. Um, but this, 
this is fucking solid work here, boys, ladies and gentlemen. Of all questions Dan could ask, he asks the question that we're all dying to know. <laughs> do you eliminate waste like we do? It was almost like he just blurted something out. He's like, I do you poop? Yeah. He's like, I swear if they're capable of laughter, I could hear it. Like if, if laughter can actually be communicated intuitively, he's like, I could feel it. I could hear it. And he says, bones is like, yes, one, one, eight. We have that need as well, but not in the same manner. And then all of a sudden bones signs off, which Dan notes how it must be something in like their language and their, existence that they don't have those formalities of like all right gotta run uh bye see you later they just they just go boop shut it off <laughs> but it also goes back to We're done here uh spock's response of lack of emotion like because saying goodbye and stuff like that is kind of like catering to emotion yeah a little bit you know what i mean it's Whereas, like a closure thing yeah these guys are just like Eh, okay, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, we're See, done. We are yeah. done talking. Yeah, bye. You know, they just they don't even say anything. They just leave. Yeah, because we we would perceive that as being rude. But yes, they they they, they can't even comprehend rude. They don't so give a shit. Yeah, yeah. You just you just turn and walk away, and I'm like, hmm. turn around and walk away too. <laughs> this is what it is. Prick. So during Dan's stay on PPD pay, base two, he ends up having roughly seventy five official comms with bones. However, he jumped over to the higher plane on numerous occasions to try and learn as much as he could because obviously nobody of the human aspect is going to give Dan any real fucking answers. So he's like, whatever, I'm going to start asking Bones as many questions as I could possibly ask. Dan confesses that he doesn't learn a ton of groundbreaking information from Bones. Most of the conversations just kind of manifested like a regular conversation would and wherever his curiosity managed to take him. I kind of disagree with this. I feel like not not so much that it's groundbreaking, but I do feel like they're very good questions. I do feel like they're informative responses. Uh, we'll see what you guys think and what Steve thinks. So one of the first questions Dan's able to ask, he asks about time and their their understanding of time. He said, to them, time isn't the same thing as it is to us. However, they do age like we do. They just aren't bound by the physics of it like we currently are. They're, they're, the way they're able to traverse these vast distances is by manipulating time itself to a degree. But once again, it's not in the way that we actually perceive it. Naturally from there, as one would imagine, Dan's like, all right, well, can you travel through time? Bones explains that it's, he says it's not possible to witness a reality that occurred in the same or in some other time, but the present. To be able to go back in time, you have to assume that there exists a reference point from which to measure backward and forward. So he's saying time, at least for him, time travels in no bueno. Doesn't happen. Cannot happen. That's what he says. Hmm. 
And maybe that's just for the grace. Maybe, you know, that's not limiting it to other beings out there. That's just for them, per se. So far, humans haven't proved them wrong. Exactly. It Also worthy to point out that we've talked about it before, as many other people have as well, that their their understanding and, and concept of time is, is different than ours. Yeah. It's too... To them and us is two completely separate things. Yeah. I think about that a lot. What if what if you are able to move back in time, but there's there's just nothing there, nobody there. Everybody else has continued to move forward. You move backwards and there's nothing going on. That would be weird. How fucked up would that be? That would be weird. In 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 regards to time, Bones also states that they weren't able to travel through time, but around time and from time. Which now that's weird. It's very weird, Dan. It was almost. I, I'm assuming that that type of calm with bones about time. Dan knew that if he pried, it was going to be an ultra complex answer that was just going to go way the fuck over his head. And I'm assuming this is just how Dan is interpreting. Yes, what that bones it, is trying to. Say yes, to yes. Because Dan even notes in the book, he's like, I wish I would have paid a little more attention in physics and stuff like that. Yeah. Good luck. Right. <laughs> this next part, people are going to find pretty fucking interesting. So Dan, naturally, he was raised uh, Christian, I believe. He asked about religion. He says, or things around religion anyways. He, he asked Bones. If he had a soul. Bones replies with any entity that realizes its own existence has intellect and therefore must have a soul. We have been created from the same oneness and out of that creation came intellect and non-intellect. These are the only forms of life in the universe. We are both, along with many others, a part of the intellectual aspect creation. Intellect and non-intellect. I don't know what would be non-intellect outside of like a rock. Yeah, and is that even considered like an entity? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know if maybe like, I mean, fish, a lot of fish seem pretty dumb. Yeah. But he kind of sets the bar with like, you have to be able to realize that you exist, right? Yeah, and and again, I mean that that there's a lot of that that could have got lost in translation as well. Oh, hundred percent. That's weird. This is a, this is a weird one. Uh, as you can imagine, a natural progression in this topic is there a god? Bowen replies with, "It is not my place to answer that question." However. The question you ask answers itself. Which is fucking weird. That's heavy. Okay. I find it interesting because even though it's short, it shows a few separate things to me. That these beings do believe in souls. Or at least a variation of. But it also shows that Bones understands more about us than you would assume he does. Because even by that statement there, 
about the God that that insinuates that he at least knows for the most part our cultures and he knows how devastating it would be to go no yeah but he does say if you have to ask you already know right which could be a variation of i mean you could come to the conclusion of no and i could come to the conclusion of yes which is it's, basically all religion ever right i yeah exactly <laughs> he gives this open ended response that i find just crazy interesting because you could say you know that they've been visiting us for a long time and that's how they understand like our culture and stuff which is true however if you if you assume that their lifespan is normal or similar to ours i should say some some even say insinuate that their lifespan is actually shorter than ours regardless that would suggest to me that these grays almost have an ongoing class on the human race just like we would learn about history or science they would learn about us and yeah. what's important to us well, because that knowledge has to get passed down some way or they're in constant observation of us which we've also right. heard right which <clears throat> i i yeah i mean i i fully but bones even talks i think he even talks about being like hell yeah he talks about helping other cultures throughout time, which maybe not him per se, but his race. Um, Bones goes on to say that they have been visiting us water vessels for a very long time. Also, which plays to um, the dog people statement. Bones says that they have visited cultures throughout time a few times, but most of the interactions weren't good, which is why they aren't common visitors today. But it is easier to deal with our people in this time, which is interesting for several different reasons, because you have all the disclosure that's steadily coming forward, right? Yeah. Easier to deal with us these days. And what if that's their way of trying to become more common? Yeah. Like these like subtle disclosure, soft disclosure, right? Yeah. It also equates to the dog people that we talk about. Uh, on the night shift or whatever, when we started learning about these tribes of dog people and these, the, you know, all that stuff. If these ETs who have come down and legitimately fucking helped cultures, if that didn't go well for them, how do you think it went for dog people? Yeah. You know, so maybe we were onto something about like us committing, gen you know, genocide against them or, or at least persecuting them to the point where, they're like we gotta we gotta go hide. 100%. These motherfuckers are nuts. Yep, hundred percent. Bones does admit to helping certain societies of the past with their technologies. However, with our current like with our giant leap in tech, he says the risk of revealing themselves on a worldwide scale at this time isn't worthwhile. Isn't a worthwhile endeavor. Which is a weird statement. Because I would ask, 
Are they afraid to have, you know, we have the ability to attack them at this point? Are they afraid that we may be interested in capturing them to consume more tech, use it against each other, human to human? Um, Also, why is it easier to deal with us in current times, but it's also not worthwhile endeavor to reveal themselves worldwide? I think, man, I don't even know. Because, like, when when was this, when did all this take place? Like, when did he release his book? So, his communications, I'm not 100% sure. His book came out in, like, 2002, 2006, So, pre-disclosure like era. Yes. Um, and it's, did you could figure him him actually communicating with bones could it be anywhere from the eighties up probably. Yeah. Especially, I just, I don't think they would get enough people on board, honestly, if they were to come out like, cause even if they came out now post disclosure and revealed themselves to everyone, you would still have a large faction of people that would refuse to believe it. Oh yeah, without it like being right there in your face. Yeah, I mean, you you legitimately have the government like like we talk about all the time. You legitimately have the government say well, there are crafts not of this yeah. earth, and still people I mean, are like bullshit. Many, or how many people even here talk about it? Yeah, most that's people true. don't even give a fuck. Yeah, they would put this out there. They're like, you know what? It's time. The humans are ready. We're gonna full scale go on every television ever, every radio broadcast, and let them know we're here. And they're like, at this point. It's not even worth our time. It could be. People are too distracted. People are too self-consumed. People are just they're just they're just not mentally ready. Is what yeah, I, I feel see from that. that statement. I guess. Well, then there's been uh, races of aliens who have kind of equated it to we're not worth the time yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of because we're not like mentally advanced enough to be worth a fuck. Yeah, like you have what? What was some of them? You have to learn like yeah, it was from the Stardust episode when they were like, "There's like a chain of actions." Like uh, one, I think one of the first ones was like, I think it had to do with like con- like recognizing the consciousness of every living thing. Yeah, and being able to kind of communicate with them on a level. And that type of shit. And then you kind of stair-stepped after that. There were several. I can't remember all of them. But that was like one of the first ones was being able to. Yeah. Which is weird. because slash consciousness with all the living things. And some other stuff I was looking at. They were talking about um, uh, soul harvesting and soul recycling and um, reincarnation and stuff. And they said to be able to get to the next plane, your soul has to live in every living being. You have to experience every the hardships of every living being on the planet. Which is almost ties in, kind of to yeah. understanding the consciousness of every being on the planet. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> no, I don't want to be a piece of celery. Fuck that. <laughs> that would suck. That, yeah, I'm not trying to be a piece of celery. No celery story. Uh, nope. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings. My uh, youngest boy was sitting there, and he's usually pretty good about trying stuff. And I'm like, here, try this bite of celery. And he's like, okay. I said, it's it's 90% water. He takes a bite of it, spits it out immediately, and goes, yeah, 90% water and 10% trash. (laughs) I said, all right, you win. He was probably like four. That's awesome. (laughs) But I digress. That is awesome. All right. I'm just saying. 
I'm not trying to come back as a celery. No, me either. Uh, anyways, Dan also gets into a piece of information that he says he pulled from the comms. I'm not sure if it was an official one or in higher, a higher plane one. He doesn't really uh, go into it. I'm assuming the higher plane one. Anyways, he talks about interbreeding with humans. He says that at some point, aliens interbred with humans. He's not sure which race or when, but by his research, he thinks it, it, that it, it would have been the Basque people of the mountains between Spain and France. France, because their language has no identifiable roots. Also, That's weird. Right? Also, apparently, they are genetically different than all other humans on the planet. So, legitimately, there may be people out there today that are descendants of interterrestrial pairings. But, in my opinion, if one race did it, yeah, more are gonna follow suit. Yeah. It's not just gonna stop. That's just the way that it. This is the way that it goes. Now back to some of the questions. Dan asks about intelligent life out there. Bone says there there is a vast amount of life in the universe that has intelligence. Dan asks about the sexes of the Greys. Do they have two sexes like we do? Dan's getting into all the nuts and bolts. He's getting. He wants to know everything. Pun intended. They do have two sexes. They also procreate, although they didn't seem to procreate the same as us. And Dan, I hope it was just like a respect thing or something, but Dan's like, uh, don't think I'm going to get into the details on this one. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. You guys pro- procreate, we procreate. Cool. I think I can figure it out from here. Travel. How do they travel? It's kind of funny because I feel Dan's pain here. Oh, this is another one where he's like, he's like, I ask about travel. It's another one of them where I kind of wish I would have paid more attention because he, he literally says, he's like half of what bones was telling me. I I legitimately had no fucking clue what he was talking about. It all went right over my head. <laughs> He's I, like, I love that he decided to add that. Yeah. Because it, he's like, it just went right over my fucking head. I asked, but, <laughs> and he's like, I, I was able to pull some things out of it. He's like, it seems, which is exactly what you and me would do. He's like, it seems they use time and electromagnetic energy as a source of propulsion. Like, that's the best I got. That's what I pulled <laughs> yeah. from it. Bones is up there like, idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Idiot. Uh, he, he asked about their lifespan. Any bones is like we have a a pretty a pretty similar lifespan, but Dan didn't understand the units of measurement that he, bones was like describing their lifespan in. So Dan's like, I feel like they live pretty similar to us, maybe maybe even a little bit shorter, but uh, as far as like him saying how long they're alive, I have no fucking clue because they're units of measure are completely different than ours, so I just don't understand it. And it, it brings me back to the statement we halfway made earlier. Like, And I know we've made it before in other episodes, but it makes me wonder if we're all talking about the same thing. However, like, for example, hour two plus two, is that 
the same on your planet? Do you call two two, or would you yeah. call it cat? <laughs> right. So cat plus cat equals horse. Horse. <laughs> which here on Earth is two plus two <laughs> equals four. <laughs> Bones is like, you know what? I'm done. We need to pick. We need to pick a different species to try to yeah. work with here. The word intelligence may have been too much for you guys. Bones is like, I'm trying to teach this motherfucker math, and he's talking about horses. This this next one's interesting, only because to me, it shows ulterior motives. I'll say that much. So Dan asks about energy. You know. What uh, what kind of energy you guys got? This was something that Bones kept close to his chest. He wasn't about to tell Dan what kind of energy they had. But he did say by him not like getting into energy, because he talked about travel. Like He went highly detailed with travel, right? But when it comes to this... You would assume that being able to speak intuitively like they are, that you could accidentally reveal a lot more about yourself than intended. You know, you would you would think that kind of talking on this level, when you talked, you would feel if the person's honest or deceitful. However, as of right now, it doesn't seem to be the case because not commenting on his planet's power source shows me apprehension or a distrust distrust in the the human race. You know what I'm saying? Like by him just being like, "Nope, not going there. We ain't yeah. talking about this." And it, or it's just, it, or it's just like the deception tactic on Bones's part to not reveal. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com some of their their plans for the human race and it or its resources, right? Yeah. Anyways, he does speak on our power sources and says that our sun is actually pretty unique and that soon we will understand how it actually works and we'll be able to utilize the same methods that the grays use only it'll be on a far smaller scale. Uh on a few on quite a few occasions, Dan asks about the obvious Project Preserve Destiny. On most cases, when asking this, Bones just signs off. Which is a pretty big red flag, right? Like, I feel like it's pretty sussy to be like, dip. Yeah. <laughs> just dip. It's like it's like the, uh, the, the, the keyword to get him the fuck out of there. Yeah. And it, it, it's even more fucked up. Like, it, I picture me, like, me calling you and being like, hey, Steve, do you know about PPD? And, then, and then you just you just hang up. Act <laughs> like it never... Well, I didn't... I I hung up the phone. I didn't even get that... I just didn't, didn't even get that question. But on, on two occasions... Could it be someone on the outside cutting the communication, though? 
I don't know. I've wondered that too. Before Bones could talk about because it. Because legitimately, if you if we all sit and think about this, legitimately, Dan has no 100% proof that he's even talking to a fucking alien. Yeah, true. Yeah, he could be talking to a person from the government. If they if they knew that he... This could all just be some big psyop. Like, hey, you could were be, genetically dude. engineered to do this when really Dan's just like the like no different than anybody else you know yeah and they got him in here like, and, and, and he, i mean he could be working on like he could legitimately be working on these fucking superpowers but it could be the government uh yeah. curating him like you know helping him grow for whatever el- other fucking reason yeah. down the road you know i don't know i want to believe that he's talking to aliens but there's actually no legitimate proof yeah anyways on two occasions bones didn't sign off he actually uh, answered some questions. Not very many and not in much detail. Dan asks, all right, when it comes to Project Preserve Destiny, how many countries are involved? And B- Bones answers it, but it's a definitely fucking cheapskate answer. <laughs> he says, more than one. Ah. Ah. Well, we're making progress. We're making a little bit of progress. And then another one that was kind of itching Dan's brain was what he got warned about in the beginning, about this this future event that the entire project's about. Like, what, what does this have to do with? And the best he got out of Bones is Earth is in its geological infancy. And... And that we, the human race, should ex- expect much change, and then just signed off. He is very vague. Yeah, in very shitty ways too. Yeah, because that, depending on how you look at that, that's a terrifying statement. Yeah. Yeah. What was it again? Earth is in its geological infancy, and that we should expect much change. Yeah. And I, I fully admit... It, Turn it into Waterworld. It depends on how you look at it. Kevin Costner, just going to be riding yeah, on jet skis. You know I'm not trying to do that. No. The more I think about the ocean, the less I try to think about the ocean. <laughs> same. <laughs> Fucking same. Um, Dan also brings up the noise cancellation technology that he scoped out with the the van that was following him that he followed. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, the, the follow refollow. Yeah. Dude, how, okay, I had to, I had to say this. How would you like to be the dude driving this super secretive, uh, utterly teched out uh, government van, and you were the dude to put the dent in it that Dan recognized? <laughs> right. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Uh, like I said. Oh, the the noise cancellation. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. He said, oddly enough, Bones would never ever comment on this. Whenever it got brought up, he would the, the noise canceling. Yeah, he would always avoid it. That's fucking weird. So Dan ends up doing some research on his own with it, and you apparently have noise cancellation that we all know and think about, but apparently, and everybody. Put your tinfoil hats on. Buckle the fuck in because this is nuts. Apparently, 
if you take it to the extreme, you can really absolutely fuck with everything. Apparently, you can manipulate light with it. You could legitimately have the ability to cancel all light. Hmm. You can use it as some... Ex- and in some cases, you can apparently use it for like an extreme form of propulsion. That is... It has to deal... Or if I- you can like create... If you can manipulate light, you can essentially create holograms. Oh, probably. Holographic images and shit. I don't know the science behind it because I'm not a sound scientist, but apparently it has to do with creating the same frequency as whatever frequency, which either cancels it out or or matches it, and it, it does all types of crazy stuff. Like I said, beyond my knowledge, I have no idea. But it sounds like you do some pretty interesting things with this technology, which takes us back to the grid going down in the first episode that he was warned about by Captain White and how he would formulate his own suspicions. It makes me wonder if this could play into that. Also super concerning considering Bones won't comment on it. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty concerned with all the the data that Bones presented because it sounds like one of those situations where they have nothing against you as an individual or race, but they have overall intentions that concern us that just aren't that great for us. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like Bones is like, man, Dan, like you're all right, but we're gonna turn you all into slaves and like six years so but don't worry about it because the earth is about to go through a horrific geographical geological changes yeah you ain't gonna have to worry about being a slave right you're gonna be underwater it's or in a volcano that that sucks both of those suck a lot in an underwater volcano that sucks even more uh but you know and that's like that's all whatever. He he's having these candid conversations with Bones, trying to learn as much as he can. But things change a little bit and it gets to the point where some of the the comms were almost like instead I instead of getting like these number sequences or words, he starts getting pictures essentially. So now he's actually, like, seeing the information that's being pumped into his head. And I feel like the overall experience of this that all Dan's going through, I feel like it's kind of like setting up a wireless network. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, so weird. First you get calls, then you get texts, and then you can get pictures. I just feel like it's setting up this this wireless-type network. Yeah, like like we talked about earlier. As as I always do when Kyle's going through these things that I haven't I don't know a lot about, I Google them, right? And I found this person posting that they're they may be a part of this project un like unofficially recruited or an experiencer that's outside the realm of the government, and they talk about that exact thing. Really? Yes. Let me find Which it. we're gonna reach out to and try to get them on the show. Yes. Um, it says incredibly intelligent and the telepathy was like a series of fast images that were often difficult to translate into words. 
Yeah, which is almost exactly what yeah. he says to varying degrees, you know, not yes. not in the same sentence, but so over weird. the course, yeah. So weird. Um, like his Dan even describes like some of the images. They were I guess at the time they were testing rockets or something, one of the rockets malfunctions, and he got the the information sent to him and he's like I could literally like see where it malfunctioned at. Like they sent that to right. me. Like That's... I could see it. Um, but around this time, Dan got a promotion with his normal job. He becomes a manager and he has a day work schedule now, which ended up working out because they, once again, they changed his comms to be received through his day schedule now. So once again, it comes to the whole, yeah. you know, working with the, the aliens and the comms and all that shit. Yeah. It's like they're controlling everything. Yes. Um, but from this point, things get a little bit dark. So three or four months after his promotion, he got a string of comms, and it starts out normal. Just like any other one, you've got the preamble, the the 118, which is it, uh, Dan's number. Then you have the quote-unquote zip code. Then it changed. He, recall, he recalls phrases like potentiality for recall, residual pain level, nerve response. Nope. Body normalization. And other more obscure things that didn't make sense to him, but I really wish he would have put in the book just because. However, this was, unbeknownst to, to Dan, this was his first abduction communication he had. It even included That's longitude gross. and latitude that Dan actually now, being that he uh, is a manager, has his own office and stuff, now he starts looking up the longitude and latitudes that he's getting in these comms. And the first one was from the panhandle of Florida. And I sent you a picture, like I recreated the comm for you, I sent it to you, I yeah. posted it on the internet. Um, a, oh, dude, I need to look up the, I wonder <laughs> if it was Gulf Breeze. Oh, that'd be fucking weird. But I don't think, I think what Dan puts in here is just examples. I don't think that the actual. That would be weird. Because it goes Dan's number, the quote unquote zip code, whatever that is. Then you have the 11 digit subject, which is, would be like your personalized number. Yeah. Then apparently you have the date that it took place. Then you have the time it took place. And then I'm sure these are just notes from the abduction itself, the potentiality for recall, residual pain, nerve response, and then the last bit is the coordinates. That's fucking It's weird. creepy, dude. Potentiality for recall. Which means they're going to fucking take you again. Or take you back to where you uh, be. True. Um, Gross. Like I said, he said that this format of the comm would include the subject, which was an 11-digit number, then the date of the abduction, time and place, uh, the longitude, latitude. The three, there's three that he remembers. Florida, upstate New York, and Wisconsin. Those are the longitude and latitudes that he remembers. Um, and as you can imagine, this made Dan feel some type of way. Because after 
after about 20 of these comms, he was like, all right, I'm fucking done. I want no part of this shit anymore. I have got to find a way to get out of here. It didn't take long for Dan to start growing ultra bitter. And I kind of fucking don't like Dan at this point. (laughs) Because he starts getting bitter for some pretty fucked up selfish reasons, in my opinion. He tries to justify his feelings. And for most people, that's acceptable. But I'm a little bit different because... Of course, these abductions made him uneasy. And it, it, it is a catalyst for his bitterness. But he expresses how if he would have been given the entire picture, been able to know it all, he feels like it wouldn't have bothered him as much. Which, in my opinion, is bullshit. I don't care about this, this higher, quote-unquote, higher calling he puts on the abduction people bottom line, you're taking people against their will. And for some people it ends up traumatizing them for life. Oh yeah. But Hey, for the greater good, right? Ah, fuck that. I'm not, I don't get behind that. So at this point I do kind of have resentment for Dan and the way his brain logically tried to make the situation acceptable. I understand why his brain would do that, but just because they tell you why they're taking people and they tell you everything there is to know about this project preserve destiny and how by abducting these people and running experiments on them, it's going to save, save the human race. But really though, like really? Yeah. And I'm not saying they told him that because they didn't, I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, this is what they could say. I still don't think it's okay to just take people against their will and run experiments on them. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah, there's a definite uh, moral compass issue there. Yes, uh, 100%. Uh, You know, Dan was essentially being told he was this ultra-important asset, but was told almost nothing by the, the humans anyway, you know. He was confused how all the information was passed in code at first, and now it's getting looser like pictures, and now he's getting abduction comms. So Dan does the the quote-unquote brave thing and puts in for an early discharge. <laughs> he's like, I'm done. Right. He just he puts in for an early discharge. I'm out. Because there had been chatter, and, and people have actually had it happen where – in his field, there they were letting people go early to downsize on personnel. He thought he had a chance at uh, early discharge, which is a fucking joke. Like, let's be real. Uh, in my opinion, in in that situation that Dan's in, you do one of two things: you suck it up and move forward, or you blow that some bitch wide open. Yeah. Because really there's no other. You really think that being included in a government alien project that you're just going to get to walk away? I don't think so. No, they already they they knew you before you started. Yeah. 
I'm looking into these, those four... Okay, so the Panhandle of Florida could easily have been the Gulf Breeze, which is a big incident. Right. Upstate New York is where Whitley Strieber's communion abductions took place. Right. Wisconsin, I have no fucking idea. Well, he might have locked, locked down too. I don't know. Alien pancakes came from Wisconsin. You heard oh, of that hell one? Hell yeah, let's go. I need to write an episode on that. I'm down. Um... <laughs> And his early discharge was from from his regular job, the one that he's tried, which obviously got denied. Nope, not happening. So he moved on to his PPD commander and asked for a discharge. They gave him the runaround with this. When Dan pushed back, they, they fucking flat out told him, well, since you're in the PPD program now, you're not getting out. It's not happening. Doesn't matter what you do. Even when your your time runs out, <clears throat> you're not leaving. This ends up putting Dan into a spiral of being pissed. He's like, all right, I'm done. It's time for me to break free of this shit. I'm getting out of here one way or the other. So Dan does end up getting himself discharged from the military. And in the book, he says, for legal reasons, I cannot talk about it. Oh, NDA. So whatever he did must not have been good. And he even says, in hindsight, I do have regrets about the way that I left. And for the most, like, he he was proud to be in the military and serve his country. Like, he enjoyed doing that a lot. What? But obviously, the the whole... PPD program put a bad taste in his mouth and made him want to get out. Um, since leaving and letting some of this information out, he hasn't gotten any comms with ETs since. Also near the end, Bones reacted different to Dan, and Dan assumed Bones could read his mind. Knew that he was... That's weird. Right? It's weird that they just shut themselves off. Right. Toward uh, the end. Be, and which also contends to the person you found speaking on how they will lie. Oh, yeah. To get what they want. Yep. That's exactly what they said. Um, after they talked about the fast images translating in the words, they said some entities were annoyed, some seemed frustrated, but there was never any overt emotional vibes going on, which is exactly what Dan said. They didn't, oh, 100%. They didn't use emotion. No anger, no joy, nothing that would affect logical thinking. They will lie. They will manipulate a person's belief system to achieve their goal. They are not going to hurt anyone. I mean, it's Dude, pretty similar like to what Dan was saying. Not exactly, but it is similar um, and it's like what we said with the Bledsoe case. They will manipulate a person's yeah. belief system to achieve their goal. Yep. We, uh, we are naive to think that they wouldn't. Dan, since putting this information out, has had tons of questions in his emails. He states that if it isn't in the book, he either can't talk about it or doesn't know. He said it's mostly the latter, but people have asked about abilities and whatnot he thinks he does have signs of them he talks about a sensation on the left side of his head not like it's audible but it's it it does have to deal with his ears 
it sounds like a little bit of a hum or something. He's had other strange things throughout his life from that hum and linking it to seismic activity throughout the world. He th- he says that most of the time there's going to be a big seismic event, one big enough that m- makes the news. He feels it in his head. That's weird. Uh, Which kind of ties into it, talking about like it being in tune with the ge- geological and geographical changes of the planet. Huh, that is, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's strange. That is fucked up. Um, and this is all self-diagnosed from this point on. Um, he thinks that a lot of it is a type of intervention because his mother had some type of injury at the age of six or seven that would eventually give her major problems with having a child. And apparently she had a shitload of miscarriages before she ended up having Dan. When Dan and furthermore, the doctor said that their Dan's not going to make it. It just is what it is. However, he's here. Uh, when Dan was seven, he fell off a shed roof from about twenty-five feet to a concrete slab right on his back. He damn Dan ended up not getting hurt at all. He said he felt a surge of energy take over his body during the fall. At the age of ten, his family managed managed horses, and one of the boarders was a sr-71 pilot and this it was this same pilot who convinced dan to join the air force interesting later on dan came to believe that the sr-71 program was one of the first black missions to cover the gray project in the end though dan left the project early so he wasn't able to really get deep into into the project and get real answers because I think in the end, Dan was like functioning in the project for about three years, it seemed like. So he he was definitely far away from getting to like real, real answers. Unless one of the, the Greys would have let it slip. But it also made me wonder if maybe the Greys were actually reporting more to his superiors than, oh. than he realized. Which I wouldn't fucking doubt if they're oh, yeah. communicating. Because it seems like the superiors have put the have laid the whole thing out on the table. They're planning every single aspect of what's going on. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, at the end of the day, and it's like with any other story we've come across, Dan states, "If it's not in this book, I either can't talk about it or don't know." But there are obviously things. Obviously, Dan's story was monitored to a degree. Yeah, it's, it's in which you can now elaborate on that. Oh yeah, a couple things, a couple things here. So I come across this article when Kyle did his first episode, which we recorded two weeks ago. Um, this person, uh, Noah Raddick, sent out a FOIA to the United States Air Force on Project Preserve Destiny. It says I got a response, but not what I was hoping for. I sent a FOIA to the Air Force requesting information about Project Preserve Destiny. This was the genetic engineering program that the Staff Sergeant Dan Sherman was a part of in the 80s. Uh, this is being recreated in the Pixar film Elio that's about to drop this year. So when watching that, Hollow Colt, think about Project Preserve Destiny yep. and tell me soft disclosure is not happening. Yeah, because it's... 
It's definitely weird. Watch the trailer for it. Yes, go there now. What is it? E L I O S. Uh, E L I O, Elio. Elio. Yes. Um. So this person essentially, her read Dan's book, saw like, heard that this was going to be put out by Pixar, and he, uh, Dan's been on Coast to Coast a couple times, I think, and this person just wanted to go directly to the source. So to resolve this, I sent a freedom of information act to the air force to determine whether there was any legitimacy to Dan Sherman's claim. This is the air force's response. I'll, I'll read it. And then we'll talk about it. It says, dear Noah Hredick, this is to acknowledge the receipt of your 27th of July, 2023 freedom of information act request. Request for requesting information on Project Preserve Destiny. Your request does not sufficiently describe the desired records. The FOIA applies to existing Air Force records. Without more specific information from you, we cannot identify what documents might be responsive to your request. In order for us to continue processing your request, we need to know why you believe the Air Force or what Air Force element may have created the records you're seeking. In order for a FOIA request to be processed, the material being requested must describe the records being sought as specifically as possible. Our office uh, will place your request on hold pending your response until 2023 August or until the 23rd of August 2023. If we do not hear back from you at that time, we will administratively close your request. We've assigned a number to identify your request. Should you need to contact us about your request, please direct your questions to there's an email and use this assigned number to assist us in responding more promptly. Very respectfully, Air Force team, yada, yada, yada. So absolutely vague. Yeah. Instead, you could just say no, 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 we don't have any information on this. It doesn't exist. It just sounds like a bunch of red tape. Yeah. And there's, there's miss, there's miss, like, I don't know if Noah, if this is like an exact actual picture or if it's just him re re like typing this out it. because the records being sought as specifically as specifically as possible. So it's like, they could literally just say, nah, we ain't giving you that information. Nah. It does make me feel like it's there. It's just that he, he hit outside the bullseye. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, Actually, in order to get this type of information, you have to be extremely specific. Yeah. And if we go back to this, uh, it's like, it's the, you almost want to be like, well, listen, asshole. Is it real or not? Oh, I would just, my response would be like, suck it. If I have the ability to name the, the file that I'm looking for, then I don't need it. I don't need you because I have the file. Dumbass. But if we, I'm going to pop back to this Reddit experiencer because they ask about this. They they noted that they had not read the book yet, but they were uh, privy of the project. The this Reddit user says anyone or anybody else unofficially recruited into this project began in the '60s, heavily acted through the 1990s. Stated goal was to develop people with intuitive communication abilities to interact with non-human intelligences. Extensive memories and circumstantial evidence would suggest that I was part of this program. Imagine being, quote, unquote, handcuffed to interdimensional beings for weeks at a time. Experienced several different non-humans, seen several craft close up. 
The handlers seemingly were interdimensional or humans with interdimensional technology. Gross. People started asking questions, and that's where it talked about the telepathy uh, and talking about if they will lie. Uh, They asked if they'd read the book, Dan's book. I have not read the book. From my experience, the phenomenon are way more complicated than we can imagine. The holographic projection and co-dimensional aspects mentioned at the hearing are necessary theoretical models to understanding. There are many layers. The quote-unquote greys responded to a being or an entity that seemed to warp space-time around itself without using technology. With the greys, we had to keep our eyes closed. With these other entities, we had to turn our heads away. Which, that in itself is... It's, is it literal? Is it vague? Like, Yeah, that's, uh, yeah I can't. I then, can't. Because would, you would assume that it's a bright light situation. Something. Uh, some, a person asked asked this user a question, but it's deleted, but they responded with this. We started listening to John Coltrane. It's hardcore jazz that initially is difficult to listen to because of the complexity opposite from pop music today. The one I was with initially, which his name's Michael, which I'm assuming is in the same position as Bones or Spock was really into music in almost a reverent way. Coltrane is an acquired taste, but it was as if your brain needed to be able to understand the complexity of the music to prepare it for the telecomathic or telepathic communications. There is something else about light reflecting off the cornea that breaks a field when these higher entities were in the room. Peaking resulted in some very unpleasant consequences. So that actually makes me feel really gross now that I really heard it again. A couple things. Um, the complexity of the music is the exact same way as the sin wave. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Running the comp- because uh, the sin wave for Dan would get more and more complex where he was manipulating 10 lines at once, et cetera, et cetera. And this would be an easy way to do it with someone that's not part of the program. Right. Because it's well, and, and music is also another, I don't want to say it's easily understood, but I feel like there's like a, a commonality there. That oh, yeah. It makes it easier for people to try to comprehend. We we sent our our hello universe on a on a record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when you read that light part again, that made me feel extra gross. Because I know in the field since me and Steve have started this, I have seen anomalous light things once in a while. And I know I'm not the only one. I know Steve's seen it. I know Tony Merkel's talked about it. Lots of people have talked about getting these weird glimpses of the light once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's and it's it, common in abductions. It's fucking gross. People that have recorded abductions report, for lack of a for lack of a better term, these light flashes in the corner of their eyes on nights when they'll get abducted. That's gross. Like when you close your eyes and you can you can almost yeah. like see it. Yep. It's uh and then the last part there gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Peaking has led to some very unpleasant consequences. And this this is not even like I was reading through their post history. This is this person is sixty years old. This is not some young person. Oh shit. Yeah, this is not some young person just flying off the cuff with information they just picked up off the internet. So when were they born, roughly? 60 years ago. 60 was four... Holy shit, they'd be... 
they'd be right, they would have been conceived in the sixties. Yeah. Which puts them right in prime genetics. Yep. But it makes program, it, dude. It makes you wonder if these things, if the how many other people are these things like doing this to? Because like, could be a this lot. person clearly did not have a positive, uh, a positive experience. Imagine being handcuffed right. to an interdimensional being for weeks at a time. Well, that also goes to show if there's sixty, what happens to lineage? Yeah. Will their sons and daughters carry this? modification with them for time. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that they said... Because I'll be willing to bet they do. A lot of the stuff that they said coincide exactly with what Dan said, from the no emotional. Yeah, outside outside of them reading the book and fabricating it on their own, like putting their spin to it, outside of that, it's pretty fucking on par with what... And there's some subtle variances here and there between... But there's two completely different experiences as well. So yeah. you're going to have two different um, aspects to look at. Yeah, Because they said, I have not read the book. Right. So, I mean, you take that with, take that for what you want. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right now we don't have any reason not to believe them. Right. Oh, 100%. It would but be it's... fucking fascinating if this person will come on and talk to us. Yeah. I Shit. Holy wow. Would that be a hell of an interview? Yeah, we might, we might have to try to make that happen. I say we should because... Some of them statements are really gross, really disturbing. Yeah. Because it seems like, for the most part, Dan's experience didn't seem that bad. It seemed no. like businessy. Hers, on the other hand, or theirs, I shouldn't say hers, but theirs, doesn't seem that great. Yeah, and the, the, this person seems to be very in touch with the phenomenon, or at least the culture of the phenomenon, as far as what they're posting on. They talk about HI, or AI and NHI and all this all this different information. I caught that, the NHI, like, huh, they are, that's a new term. Like, yeah. that's not old. Is the correlation between disclosure and how rapidly AI is developed? Is there a convergent existential threat or a necessary tool for the success of integration of two different species? I'm definitely down to talk to him. <laughs> I want to. It's because I feel like that person would probably fuck our minds up. Oh yeah. Listen to this: angels versus aliens. Are these the same entities? If all experiences are personal and subjective, is it necessary to make a distinction between aliens and er, angels and aliens? Will it be more of an ontological shock that angels are physical beings in spaceships? Or that physical aliens interact with us on a spiritual realm. Will we fight about it? And do they care? That's that's a lot to think about. <laughs> like that's it's a I don't know. I hate fucking responses like that because there's it's so I don't know. It's it's so open for your interpretation and it, it is. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. just tell me the damn answer. Stop being yeah, smart with it. That that in itself, right there, will would be more of an ontological shock that angels are physical beings in spaceships, or that physical aliens interact with us on spiritual realms. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it totally, totally fucking makes sense. You have reports of both. It's gross. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, we we're running, running, running hot on time, Holocult. So that uh, wraps it up. Let us know what you think about Project Preserve Destiny. It had a lot of... Um, 
I feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg for Project Preserve Destiny because Dan, like I said, he was kind of a noob in the in the project. You know what I'm saying? And yep. he managed to dip out early. And he said after the after he got out that nobody from the pro like they all just like blocked him out like he didn't even exist. It has a lot of like I know someone mentioned it in the, in the Discord and I didn't really touch on it, but a lot of the gateway experience. Yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the Monroe Institute and all that. Like, yeah. Like I'm sure they're all where it uses sound one waves in the waves or one in the same. Yeah. To get you in, and then like you have to use your consciousness to like. Uh, affect what is going on perceived in your mind like yep. like the box it talks about like it's it's weird uh, but definitely c- correlates um but yeah thanks for hanging out with us uh this is a banger series banger series if anybody feels like they may have been a part of this either governmentally or uh freelance civilianly please reach out to us and let us know that being said, check us out on all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there. Until we meet again, Holocult, stay safe. Stay weird. Would you rather have angels in spaceships or aliens that affect our spirituality?